Welcome to the Creative Homeschool Podcast. In this podcast, I'm coming at you to deliver you a weekly dash of creativity to make your homeschool exciting for your kids, but for you too. We're going to explore all of the different ways to creatively homeschool. Games, field trips, unit studies, writing activities, kid businesses, art, and more. I'm your host, Julie Soule, longtime homeschool mom, shenanigan enthusiast, espresso drinker, and founder and co-owner of Soul Sparklets Art. I've helped thousands add creativity and joy to their homeschool, and I'm ready to help you too. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Homeschool Podcast. I wanted to thank all of you before I even get started for sharing this podcast with your friends. It is hard as a smaller podcast that's growing to get the word out. So every single time one of you leaves a wonderful review or shares it with a friend or a family member who is a homeschooler who needs this as much as you do, it literally means the world to me. So I wanted to share that before I even get started. Now, the really hilarious part of this episode today is that I'm recording it over. Why? because I recorded it while I was sick. In fact, it's about how to homeschool while being sick. And then I decided not to hit the save button on the entire recording. So I'm doing it over. It's going to be a little bit different because I didn't save any of my notes. All of that said, it's a good reminder to go gentle on ourselves because things happen. Things happen a lot. We don't do things the way that we want them to. And we never know when we're going to get sick or when a child's going to get sick. Today's episode is about when you're sick. Clearly, it's a little bit different if your child is in bed than it is when you're sick and you're trying to figure out how do you handle the family? How do you handle the homeschool? Especially those of you who live in a state where you have a portfolio, you have certain days that you have to homeschool. Let's start with the obvious. Do you have to homeschool when you're sick? No, 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 no. It's okay for you to actually relax and focus on getting better. One of my biggest mentors always says you need to slow down in order to speed up. And this is the case here. But in the event that you're thinking, I'm going to feel too guilty if I am just lying here for two days, or maybe I want to do a little bit of something, but I just I just don't have the brain to sit down and teach my child algebra, then this episode is for you. And even if you haven't been sick in a while, this is a really good episode to get you thinking about what to actually put in place so that when something happens, you have it. So the first thing I want to talk about is actually preparing something. That's right, preparing the equivalent of subplans. Now, Why is this important? Well, when I start talking about the types of items to include in this kit, it might not seem daunting, but it is a really nice thing to have for when you're not feeling well. The hint is preparing something that your kids don't know about. Now, why is this important? Well, one of the things that you can capture when your kids are there with all the energy and you clearly don't have it is bringing out those things that they haven't seen yet. And that element of surprise will really, really help you here. So let's get started with five things that you can think about using as school for those times that you aren't feeling your best. The first is probably the one that you are guessing that I'm going to talk about, and that's educational documentaries. 
So let's talk about different types of documentaries. Of course, we have science documentaries, you know, things about animals. Now, these aren't always my favorite, and I'm going to tell you why. Often when you're watching a documentary, especially about animals, talking about you, March of the Penguins, which I watched and then ended up bawling, there's often a part that sounds a little bit like this. And then the penguin was alone, and we didn't know if the penguin would make it. He probably wouldn't. You know what I'm talking about? Not exactly the kind of thing that especially your sensitive kids are going to want to hear. So let's talk about some other options for documentaries other than those animal ones. History documentaries are a great one. There's all sorts of history documentaries on anything from Disney Plus to Netflix. You can find short ones on YouTube. But science and history are usually the two that I think about first. There's some other ones that are really, really fun. For example, baking shows. We're talking about art, creativity, culinary skills. Baking shows are great because they also encourage kids to think about their own entrepreneurship, especially when we're talking about baking shows that involve kids. Now, another one is how it's made. Thinking about engineering. How are crayons made? We know kids are full of questions. In fact, I don't even know how some of these things are made. One of the most fascinating things that I saw recently was what they do with leftover soap in the hotels. That will just completely blow your mind. But how it's made is a great way to get a little bit of that education in. You're answering questions that kids naturally have. The next one, behind the scenes of their favorite movies. So this is teaching storyboarding, language arts. It's connecting it to things that they love. There's things like behind the scenes, if you're a Disney fan, not just the movies, but of the park and how the park was made. So there's lots of different things. Behind the scenes are great. I tend to see these on Netflix and um, especially on Disney Plus a lot. But again, really great for growing creativity and just taking something a little bit farther. So educational documentaries don't need to be about the lonely penguin marching across the ice who's clearly not going to make it, but they can be so much more. Operation Ouch was another one that my kids loved when I was sick because my kids were really into anatomy. So not just documentaries, but there's also some TV shows out there that are really great at this kind of thing. Okay, next thing. Let's continue to talk about screen time, but now we're going to talk about something else. We're talking about tablet time. Now I know a lot of you listening out there might be fine with screen time in that capacity, Some of you may want to limit it. So however your family does it, there are some apps out there with screen time, like Math Tango, Prodigy for math. We have Night Zookeeper. You could do a typing one. But also, instead of using an app or a game, you could sign kids up for using Canva and have them create a birthday card for someone. So you have something functional. They're doing typing and language arts. Write a letter to someone create a presentation on their favorite Pokemon. There's so many opportunities for you to use screen time that aren't just a game or an app. It's a great way to get kids connected. So let's move away on number three from screen time to subscription box time. One of the things that I've done in the past is signed up for subscription boxes and then 
maybe my kids love one so much that the next one comes and we end up not having time for it, or maybe we're on vacation. So we usually have at least two or three lying around. These are great for times when you're not feeling your best. Get those out and let your kids get to work. They never know what's in there. Chances are high that you probably had it arrive on your porch and you put it away so they don't even know it's there. But subscription boxes can range anything from art supplies to we have a Tinker Crate one. I think that my daughter's going to be building today, which is uh, creating a bubble machine. So, I mean, how fun is that? And you can look up educational videos on bubbles. In fact, last night we were looking at a video on bubbles and about this family that does these incredible bubble shows where they actually get inside bubbles. So lots of learning with these kits that you can look up videos to go with them. So these subscription box time. Okay, so first we had documentaries, then we had screen time, like thinking apps, and then we had subscription box time. Number four, activity kits. These are great for times where you just want to get one thing. Now, you can order these on Amazon. You can get these just about anywhere. You can find them at thrift stores. In fact, you don't even need to have one that's completely new. You can get one where it's just one page. Thinking about ones where the jewels are sticking on, like those little tiny sticks, and it's got like the little bit of tape on it and you can stick on these mosaic jewel pieces. That one's for the brave because if you have younger kids, that's probably not what you want them getting out when you're not feeling well. But they have sticker by number mosaics. My kids love these. There's really easy ones and there's really complicated ones too. Also, kids like I think Melissa and Doug has one where their stained glass pieces on the inside are actually stickers. So they can create something and then they can actually hang it up on their window. There's books that are Lego books by Klutz, and that's K-L-U-T-Z. And there's a whole bunch of ideas in it, but then it comes actually with some Lego pieces for Steam or for just about anything. So Klutz books are great. There's ones for learning how to tie knots, learning how to make all sorts of things, or even something as simple as a puzzle that you haven't brought out. So activity kits are a really wonderful thing You can get them at thrift stores, buy them brand new. For something like the sticker by number mosaic, if you happen to be at a thrift store and you notice that two of them are already done, but the other 18 aren't, you don't need the kit to be brand new in order to enjoy it and for your child to be able to do something with it. Okay, number five, go outside. Now, this can be with or without you, but here's some ideas for things to send your kids outside to do. First of all, count the birds. We just got finished with the backyard bird count, but they can look at birds, they can study birds, they can set up a makeshift bird feeder or birdhouse. The second thing, they can look for animal tracks, especially if it's been muddy or snowy. This is a really great one. Investigate like what's actually been showing up. Or if you don't have the opportunity for mud or snow, they can get down really close and look just like an archaeologist would fence off a little bit of a square of land and then search in that piece of land. They can do the same thing, but then search for bugs and see what's actually inside that little square piece of their yard. Another one, nature study. And this can involve a sketchbook, 
scavenger hunts. Find me something pokey. Find me something green. Find me something red. And this doesn't have to involve them bringing it inside and bringing it to you. This can be taking your phone or a camera, those old Polaroids, and take some pictures and collect them. Or if you have sidewalk chalk and the weather's nice outside, you can ask them to design a maze with chalk on the driveway. This is literally one of my favorite things to do. I do this with my kids a lot, and then they can ride on their ride-ons on the driveway. But designing mazes is actually a little bit complicated. You kind of get it going, and then how on earth do you actually get it to, you know, do all those twists and turns? This is planning. They can actually plan this out on a piece of paper and then go into it outside. Talked a little bit about designing a maze with our ways to enjoy the snow. And you can do this with sidewalk chalk on the driveway. So these are just some ideas to get those creative juices flowing for what to do when you're not feeling your best. So again, we started with screen time, but notice it doesn't have to be screen time. And notice that if it is screen time, it can be something that's really educational at the same time. Now, does this mean that you should feel guilty if you actually put your child in front of cartoons for two hours? Oh my gosh, no, please don't. Take care of yourself. One thing that as a homeschooling parent, we are not encouraged to do is to take care of ourselves. But you know what? If we're not feeling our best, it's really hard to be that person that we wanna be for ourselves and for our kids. So take time for you, no matter how you need to do it, whether one of these ideas struck a chord with you, or maybe you just need that cartoon for an hour so you can get some rest. But most of all, take care of yourself, go gentle on yourself, and remember, try to prepare something ahead of time, just so you have an idea of what to do for when and if that time hits. But I'm hoping you remain healthy. Okay, everyone, till next time. 